You do a normal intro-y kind of a thing, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the golden, the new reformed, yes, potentially worse, Golden Hour podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Dave Mays. And Connor McCaskill. Let's get started with uh, the Sony Kando trip. Yeah, Sony Kando. Uh, Is that how you say it? Kando? Kando? Okay. I can go. You went to it. I did. I went to Sony Kondo. Tell uh, me about it. What was it like? Especially as a non-Canon or a non-Sony shooter. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, so Sony invited a whole bunch of people out to Idaho mm-hmm. for this like little, hey, we shoot on Sony party. Uh, and it was really cool, actually. It's really cool. But I made the mistake immediately. I was on the plane mm. from Salt Lake, where my layover was, to Idaho. I sat next to someone, and I was, it's like, oh, you're probably going to condo, aren't you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. They're like, oh, what system? They're like, what camera do you shoot on? I was like, well, don't tell Sony, but I shoot on a Canon R5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, I won't tell Sony, but I work for Sony. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. So I messed up immediately. But it was really cool. Um, just We were in Sun Valley, Idaho. Uh, it's a dark zone, so it's really good for astrophotography. The ambient light's really mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a big Sony fest. You That's know? awesome. Everyone's just running around with the Sony camera, having a mm-hmm. good time, shooting models, astrophotography, bowling for no reason. <laughs> bowling. I heard that there was a pickleball as well. There was pickleball. What I is pickleball? I, I assume there's a pickle in a ball. I actually <laughs> never saw it. Um, I heard Jevin tell me about that. Yeah. That he played pickleball with um, some creators. It wasn't me. I wasn't there. So yeah, um, Sony Kando, Kondo, whatever it's called. How many people were there? It was like 300 people? Yeah, it was like over, I think over 300 people. So it was, it was a pretty popping event. A lot of YouTubers shoot on Sony these days. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? But there was more than that, too. There was uh, photographers, like Nat Geo type creators and yeah. photographers. Actually, I would say it was filmmakers. mostly photographers, I would say. It felt very photographer-centric with mm-hmm. like YouTubers were also like there, you know? But yeah. I just knew mostly YouTubers. Yeah. So, you basically got to benefit from armando right yeah yeah i should not have been there everyone's (laughs) like how are you here and i was like "Mm, i have no idea story Uh, of my life (laughs) yeah armando invited me thanks armando um so yeah we went and hung out and most of the time we just competed in a contest (laughs) tell me about that there was a contest that sony decided to do there's like this app that they gave us i think Uh, i still have the app uh, yeah they're tracking you i know but if i pull it up uh yeah see there's an app Wow. Hold it to this one. Wow. Although it's probably blown it's out. It's blown out. But there was yeah. a contest uh, spelled with a K because condo. <laughs> <Nice>. um, <laughs> and basically, <laughs> and basically, there's a, a thing at the top where you'd like enter in codes. Mm-hmm. And there was codes through email or through Instagram or from doing certain activities or even just written on the ground in chalk. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so basically you'd enter in the codes over the whole event. Whoever had the most codes, they were worth different amount of points. Uh, one whatever GM lens, I think, they wanted to pick. Wow. Yeah. That's a crazy awesome uh, prize, actually. Yeah. That, that could be worth $3,000. Could be. I'm not sure if it was literally any lens, because then it's like, I'll take the I'll 600 take... mil. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that one's like uh, 10 grand or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> I'll just sell that and buy uh, some Canon gear. <laughs> yeah. I think they would officially never let me come back. Um <laughs> 
they probably won't let you come back already yeah i I think next time i need to have a sony to get in this might be the key to entry but yeah uh yeah uh, my whole trip was dedicated to winning that and sure enough myself armando terry warfield and a few other people we all tied for first uh-huh so we'll there's see. more than three right there was yeah there was seven of us so what are they gonna do we have no idea they have radio silence wow they're like man these youtubers took this way too seriously (laughs) yeah i know so i think fun for louis was up there too so yeah just we'll see what happens we don't know hey if i get a lens uh, maybe i'll buy a sony come on (laughs) i I use the sony a7 IV uh the whole trip i rented it from them with a few different lenses i tried their new 24 to 70 Mm -hmm. i tried their 135 mil 1.8 i think and then uh and then i tried out their uh, 14 mil for some Astro. What do you think of that uh, A7 IV? I really like it. I really liked it. Um, I like it for photography a lot, actually. Yeah, that's pretty much all. I, I didn't shoot a single video with it. Don't you like the little uh, AF button? It's really, it's like a comfortable little button. It kind of sticks out a little bit more. On the back? Feels kind of pushy. Yeah, I never used it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You do the halfway press mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. amateur. I know, I know. I don't. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna overuse the sound. Yeah, I know that's too much power for you. It worked, you know. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> cool, man. Um, yeah, there's something about the color on the four. I actually prefer it over the S. I think. I think the skin tones look a little better on it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd have to do a direct. It's sharp. My dad owns one. Ironically. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah, my dad bought the A7S III. You know, because he. My dad's actually a filmmaker. If you've listened to this show, I've interviewed him a couple times, um, and he he does documentary films, and he's always having to rent stuff. And he was like, "I'm sick of renting stuff. Like, just tell me what to buy." And I was like, "Well, um, honestly, the A7S III is probably the best all around." camera yeah it's almost kind of like being an editor for adobe when people are like what editor should i use it's like well (coughs) you should probably use davinci resolve yeah it's like that's and then as a canon user Uh you're like what camera should i get you should probably get a sony (laughs) yeah it's like like i'm sitting over here and i'm like this is what i use but don't do that yeah (laughs) that's especially true for us we're shooting on two olympus cameras and the r5 right now yeah not exactly the best setup for this every 30 minutes we're gonna have to get up and uh hit the record button but that's also also partially because soundstripe is borrowing my c70 at the moment sure otherwise we'd have that in the mix but yeah the the r5 it cuts off every 30 minutes i know i know i thought maybe with the new update they'd fix that but no you gotta have an r5c but i did use the a7 4 uh at the fair with my family oh yeah i like it i just i was like we're going to the fair i have the olympus but it's micro four thirds and even though i do have really fast primes um, I don't have a good zoom and I like having a zoom with the kids cause they're always doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad owns that really nice compact Tamron 28 to 75 two eight zoom. Yeah. Uh, on the, and on the a seven four though, the S would be better for low light. The four is no slouch. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty good. It has, I think it's dual native at 800 and 3200 ISO okay. for video. Um, I don't know. It yeah. looked clean to me. No, that's that I is used what it, it is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I used it at the fair, uh, knowing that I would be doing some low light photography. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was a champ. The skin tones looked great. The autofocus was perfect. It was frustrating how reliable and good it was, and it looked sharp and f- like the color science to me looked pleasing. It didn't look bad. No, like yeah, it, it used to. It's it's really stepped like, up uh, their game. I know. Dang it! I think the only thing that Canon has 
over Sony, which is probably debatable or preference, is for me the like just the overall handling mm-hmm. and grip. And I do think still marginally the color is better. Like marginally, I, I do marginally. It, it's very we're marginal. splitting hairs. Yeah, we're splitting hairs here. Um, but I do still prefer it. But yeah. Anyways, um, so let's move on to follow up. Which follow up is our next segment, but we have none. Yeah, because there this, is no follow up. This is the first of this format. Yeah, we're switching it up um, now that. Uh, we're not, we don't have friends, so we're not interviewing people anymore. <laughs> uh, it's just Dave and I now. Um, so that the, we're doing, uh, we're see how you guys like it. Um, yeah. we're doing like a little, little intro, a little catch up. In this case, I went to condo. So, mm-hmm. wow. I hope you enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. uh, then the follow up is whatever we're going to follow up from the previous week or, uh, any, anything that you guys point out to us. So for example, some of the banter that we just had, you may have some thoughts about that. Sure. You may disagree with us. Yeah, Let probably, us know. usually. Let us know on Twitter or Instagram. Um, you can follow Connor at Connor McCaskill or Connor underscore McCaskill right. on Instagram. Um, and then you could follow me on Twitter at Dave Mays. And uh, feel free to just reach out in your preferred platform um, if you have any follow-up based on what we're talking about. Because this show is now changing from primarily uh, guest-based shows, mm-hmm. where which I've enjoyed. And I don't want to completely not do that. Sure. There I can think, be room for that, of course. I mean, imagine if you and I had somebody on the screen here, you know, uh, we have a screen off camera. Um, <laughs> you know, so we could have somebody on sure. uh, remotely that would be interesting. That could be a segment. Um, but th- the repeatability of the show is hard for me personally having to book guests week over week and some of my favorite podcasts ever have the same two or three hosts Mm -hmm. um you listen to a show called distractibles with markiplier and his two friends great yeah his two friends it's hilarious his poor two friends who just are referred to as markiplier and his two friends (laughs) bob and wade they're great people yeah i I don't listen to it enough to know their name i I remember bob's name yeah um i I never remember wade um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's funny if you listen to the podcast, actually. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of Apple podcasts, shows on Relay FM. Um, I'm a huge Mac Break Weekly fan. I've been listening to that for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same guests week over week, and they have a format, and it's re- repeatable, obviously, for the hosts to do that. And you really create kind of a real rapport with the with the guests. It becomes a friendly banter between the guests um and who better than connor to collaborate with on this uh new venture um if you listen to the last i guess two episodes ago with nick friend i kind of announced that polar pro had uh removed their uh not really necessarily sponsorship but ownership really of this show they're like hey dave you can have this yeah, they, they just, it was nothing personal. It wasn't like a big breakup or anything. I'm still really good friends with those guys over there. And I love Polar Pro as a company and just everybody that we met. I mean, we made some really good friends there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just didn't have any reason to continue the show. So um, they were kind enough to let me take over and own it and move forward. And I floundered around with the idea of continuing it in its form as just a guest based show and realized I just don't want to have to, 
getting paid basically gave me a lot of reason to line those things up. <laughs> but um, working with Connor with this, I think, makes a lot of sense because we're around each other a lot. We're always doing something. Um, something somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> so uh, we have lots of thoughts about cameras. We have lots of thoughts about filmmaking, about YouTube. Um, we're traveling. You know, I'm going to Vid Summit in a couple weeks. Yeah. You're doing some projects with Jim probably somewhere in Costa Mica or whatever. Costa Mica? Costa, Costa Mesa Costa is what Ma- I wanted to say. I, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. also there's the country of Costa Rica. Costa Rica. <laughs> so, and either don't start with whatever you were saying. Costa Mica. Um, no, I'm going to Philadelphia, actually. <laughs> What is that? What is that? I think that's crickets, like you're boring or something. But it's not a good version. It's not a good crickets. cricket. Yeah, that's just the road uh, default cricket sound. That sounds that's like they uh, stuck a road wireless go just in the grass, and they're like, "That'll work." But you gotta say it with an Australian accent because roads from Australia. Road. That'll work. That'll work. Put put a shrimp on the barbie. Eh? I can't do an Australian. Accent. I can't do any accent. I can barely <laughs> do my accent. So, anyways, we're gonna try to. Um, do this every single week and we would love for you guys to be involved. Almost like a dialogue. I really like back in the day, back, back in the day, let's reminisce a little bit, <laughs> uh, you know, back when they did Kinetika and we did the Kinetika live streams, it was yeah. one of my favorite parts, yeah, uh, was the dialogue and talking with people. And mm-hmm. this is a little more delayed because yeah. it's not a live stream, but still it'd be nice to like get feedback and then directly totally. talk back to whatever you guys have to say. Yeah. And so... We're opening up the uh, DMs to you guys to have any follow-up. But in addition to that, there's another segment, uh, and I'll save it for later, but yeah. it requires a hashtag in Twitter. So yeah. Classic. Um, so yeah, so that's our follow-up on the follow-up segment, which doesn't exist yet because it's the first one. So we have no follow-up. Yeah, this whole first episode is kind of jank. We're going to like rebrand. We haven't done that yet. There's going to be a whole like coffee thing, but now we're drinking White Claws because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, la- it's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock at night. This is going to be recorded in the morning. Listen, hey, bear with us. Episode one is going to be good. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, in the future. Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, should we move on to our main topic? <laughs> yeah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Uh, should we switch to Sony? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it comes back to a kind of our intro, right? Is yeah. like, um, it's sort of the sensible choice. Yeah. And there's a lot of sensible people out there who right. uh, treat what they do as a job. Right, yeah. And so, therefore, they make... Idiots. <laughs> so, therefore, they're just thinking about it objectively. Yeah. Like, what is the best tool for my job? Right. And right now... It's looking a lot like Sony's the best tool for the job. It depends on what you're doing, but like if you're, especially if you're in the YouTube space, like more than anything, it's like, mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Well, YouTube space, even um, the professional video space, because wait for this, this is going to make a sound. This is the sound of coffee. I, my screen dimmed because the screen saver went up. So I had to turn on the, uh, you yeah, know, the coffee, it, caffeine. Yeah, we're professionals. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but <laughs> we're getting Taco Bell after this. <laughs> <laughs> They're still open. Hashtag not sponsored. Because my my Taco Bell in this general area for some reason closes early. It's not an all nighter. Yeah, that's like I don't know that Taco Bell knows that because they feel like they would be against it. <laughs> I remember everything in Laguna when we lived there was 
like it would close at like eight o'clock yeah, it was awful like if you got the midnight munchies you just had to suffer i remember one time driving like over to a whole nother city yeah altogether like san clemente there was an in and out open mm-hmm. but i don't that's a whole other conversation we'll save that for a podcast yeah i don't i don't really care for it we'll, we'll talk about it later <laughs> so i don't go there so anyways a lot of our friends have switched to sony armando famously mm-hmm. has switched from being a very hardcore canon big canon guy i mean we've shot c200 we shot with the eos r he got a lot of people on the eos r because a lot of people wrote off that camera back in the day and um uh, c500 mark ii that's Man, a, that, that was a, an expensive one the c200 yeah c500 mark ii that's i still might be one of my favorite cameras i've shot with i really like that camera um we're fortunate to work with a guy named chris haggerty from soundstripe and he owns one so yeah. we have been using it more again mm-hmm. uh, we used it for my uh drone video that we shot in vegas because he had it and that was the wide shot and yeah as soon as i applied just that basic what i was just like oh my gosh yeah it's colors it's uh it's really nice it's full frame it's 6k if you want to mess with 6k but it is 16 grand (laughs) yeah and then we actually did some side-by-side tests with the c70 and the 500 and there was a really funny moment in the video that we did and he was like oh that's my 500 yeah. It looks amazing. Like, you just look how clean it is. Like, mm-hmm. look at the dynamic range, and it was mine. It was yeah. the C70. Yeah. And his was noisier. So, the C70 technically has more dynamic range because of the DGO sensor, but it's not full frame, which isn't as much fun. Yeah. So. Not, not, it's like barely a camera at that point. <laughs> it's not full frame. Don't even care. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the C70. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if you're in the C70 market, the FX6 is kind of Sony's answer to that. I don't, I, I I haven't, okay, like, fair point. I haven't used the FX6, but looking at the FX6, I don't think I'd want to use it. <laughs> like, there's something about it, like, the way it's shaped. Uh-huh. It, I, it's shaped like a C500. That's not a fair point. <laughs> but it's, there's something about Buttons. it. I just look at it, and I go, I don't want to use that. Mm. Um, FX3, uh, A7S3, all that stuff, de- totally different. I actually really like those cameras. I like how they look. I like how they function. I especially like how the FX3 looks. Yeah. It kind of looks like a weird rangefinder with a flip screen thing. Yeah. You know? I, but they they do kind of look kind of thrown together. Like the hand, the hand grip on the FX3 mm-hmm. looks like they just ripped you know the a7s3 one on right. and stuck it on yeah, this they, big they gray had, box they had a rectangle and they're like oh shoot we need a grip and they were just like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. a little lego <laughs> yeah um it's a shame that the fx3 doesn't have an evf attachment mm-hmm. i don't know why that's the thing because yeah, it's sell it separate i would even just take it yeah. on and off well know? that's that's what a lot of people are saying because you can do the audio attachment on top which is great that's fantastic but it's like if i don't need that but i want an eyepiece that's just not an option Mm -hmm. she's kind of goofy i Mm -hmm. feel like it's i don't know the fx3 is cool it's also kind of weird because it's more money and has less features than the a7s3 but in a way i guess now with this recent firmware update it sort of has more sort of in a in what was in a firmware way in what sense the uh just the the settings with the new um the new menu do you know about this new firmware update i know that it got a new menu system i may not know everything the no, new menu a, is cool. There was a really big firmware update that happened like two week, two or three weeks ago. Yeah. That gave it the, the I can't speak to it at the moment. Okay. Um, FX3 firmware. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, so the new firmware, it's uh, version two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with the new Cine EI, Cine EI Quick and flexible ISO modes. Um, S-Log2 is no longer included. You only get S-Log3. Which interesting. is interesting because you lose a feature, but I guess no one was really using a, a yeah. S-Log2. So it's and you don't want them to accidentally use it. <laughs> uh, flexible ISO, which is meant to be a quick and easy mode that allows users to change the... So like the Cine EI quick mode, I think is the interesting one where... Yeah, explain it, that to me because so I'm a big dumb. This is cool. So yeah, so as you know, the there's two native ISOs. And it's really weird because if you shot at you know, whatever level below 12,800 is, which is I think 10,000 or something. Yeah. It's actually noisier than 12,800. Yeah. And it's significantly noisier. In fact, when I shoot with Armando, he was like, okay, here's the deal. You shoot at, at the time it was 640. Now it's 800, but it's like you either shoot at 800 ISO or you shoot at 12,800 ISO, nothing in between because Mm -hmm. it really is really noisy, unbelievably cleaner. compared to anything in between. And so that is what the Cine EI quick uh, mode is, Mm -hmm. is you turn that on and it only records an 800 or 12,800. It doesn't ever record anything other than those two ISOs, but what you view on the monitor is whatever you want. So you're viewing, so if it's a little dark, you're viewing whatever. Sure. uh, With a brightness. And obviously you can toggle that on and off and make sure you're, and your exposure settings and everything are, you know, you're, you're look, you're still able to look at the histogram of what you, you know, I'm at 800 right now and here's my histogram for 800. Sure. But it can give you a, basically a false like post look and boost it or whatever. And it only records those two options. Got it. Interesting. So it just eliminates the issue of accidentally bumping it into the mm-hmm. ISO you wouldn't want. Yeah. Especially if you're handing your camera off to somebody who's just not used to it mm-hmm. and, you have to do that whole game of explaining it like Armando did. Yeah. And so it's like a surefire way to make sure that you're only recording those two values. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, so that's cool. And then they added time code sync, which wasn't there before. Great. The flash, the flash. Yeah. Uh, that's useful. Port. Useful. Um, and some other settings. So yeah. So like this firmware should have been in existence when it shipped. Well, honestly to me, yeah, that's all great. That's all dandy. I like the new uh, menu that they did. Have you seen it? Yeah, this, the, just the new Sony menu? Yeah, or? No, 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 no. The, the, the new one that came with this update. Uh, no. It looks think. a lot like uh, Black Magic, where it's like big, chunky selectors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first two pages, I think it's the first two pages, mm-hmm. they're like big, chunky selectors, which are only the things that you would need to use for video. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, so uh, it's because, you know, one of, the, one of the few remaining complaints with Sony is menus. So that has helped to mitigate some yeah. of that complaining. So all that to be said, like Sony's listening to the creators. They're mm-hmm. changing things. The, I think the FX3 is really nice other than like, I don't know if I would ever buy one because I want the EVF. Yeah. I think with their lineup that currently exists, I, I want the a seven four. I think oh, it's yeah. like, it's a good, it's a good price. It's 33 yeah. megapixels. I believe something, something close to there. Yeah. And um it does the 6K to 4K down yeah, res, 6K to 4K. Good. It's just like a perfect little it's a all-arounder. Yeah, which is what the R5 is yeah. for Canon. Which is why I like the R5. Yeah. Yeah. And you work a lot with a guy here locally who shoots all Canon. Right. And so 
therefore you pick that up mm -hmm. you're using it there yeah and it's been great i have no real complaints with the r5 especially with the new update because now i can shoot hq forever mm -hmm. uh which the we're doing right now the 4k hq mode is fantastic in that camera so there's no complaints there the only complaint that which you say a lot is <laughs> it does have quite a bit of um of a noise in the shadows mm -hmm. um, in the log image which is something that i'm trying to like figure out how to correct for because i've mm -hmm. seen amazing r5 footage me too um so i know that there's a way around it i just i don't know my camera well enough honestly <laughs> to um to figure that out um, we might <clears throat> i think we might be just shooting too dark like yeah. if we just shot exposed as far to the right as possible without clipping. Yeah, I have to do like a lot of tests with it just to figure it out. I just haven't had time. Yeah. But all that to be said, like, yeah, Zach Mayfield switched to Sony from his Panasonic. Mm -hmm. Armando, Jevin switched from Panasonic as well. Yeah. Um, and then there's already a whole slew of creators that were already there, like Sidney Diongzen and Justine and Farrakh, uh, iPhone Do. Yeah, Lee, uh, Zavitz. He Lee Zavitz. He was Fuji, now he's Sony. And, uh, yeah, it's like, it feels like all of our little, uh, Matt, uh, if you want to talk about big creators like potato jet, mm -hmm. um, Matty Apoya, yeah. Peter's still on Peter McKinnon's still on the old Canon train. He is. He is. Peter Lindgren is not, he's on the Sony. The other Peter. Terry Warfield is on the, on the Sony. Yep. And when we went to NAB, I noticed that everybody was using a Sony camera. <laughs> Yep. the a7s3 in particular uh, and i saw a lot of those 24 to 70 uh sigma lenses those two eight i feel like it's funny how quickly it changed because for mm. there was a, a few years in there where sony was like if you used a sony it was like you were a sony fan yeah because it's like why else would you use a sony you know <laughs> like the colors were just it was small that was yeah. the only thing they had going for it that was really yeah really nice yeah it's just the colors were not great the bit rate was not great it's like there's there were some cool things that they were doing for mm -hmm. sure. Like they, they Sony's always trying to push the tech, but like Canon's always pushed the image, mm -hmm. which is why everyone I inevitably picked Canon. But mm -hmm. I feel like now that the Sony has finally addressed their image, mm -hmm. there's just there's nothing wrong with their cameras, <laughs> which is is interesting place to be in. So and all the lenses are great. They're just expensive, but they're yeah. great. They are yeah, great. I don't have any complaints with their lens lineup. That's the thing is like, as a Canon shooter, if, I mean, Sony not only has a great full frame lineup, they also have great crop sensor lenses for their yeah. A6000 series. Right. And it's like... Their mount is so versatile. <clears throat> yeah. In the sense that there's just so many options. Because even if you don't want to spend the money on a Sony lens, which you're going to spend some money, let me tell you. Uh, but you got plenty of other options with like Sigma and yeah, Tamron, Tamron and whoever those, else. Those Tamron zooms that my dad has are great. They're, yeah. They have a 17 to 28, a 28 to 75, and a 75 to like a hundred, uh, 200 or something. Right. All 2.8. They're all under a thousand bucks. Um, not to mention the slew of, you know, vintage lenses and Leica M mount lenses you could put on there if you really wanted to. Sure. Um, so. Why are we still shooting on Canon then? That's the question. Yeah, why Why am I still shooting on a Canon? Well, the, the, the simple answer for me is that the people that I work with in Nashville shoot Canon. Yeah. So it just makes sense for me to own and use a Canon out here because I'm in Nashville area and mm -hmm. that just makes sense. 
Now, on the flip side, I've been doing a lot more stuff with Sony whenever I fly out to California and work with Armando or whoever else. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of in the boat now where I'm like, why not own both? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have the luxury of owning both, I guess you'd... I'm very much an all or nothing person, and I think I struggle with that yeah. in my brain, but it's like... I could just own both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't personally see, I mean, except for the fact that it's like, it's expensive. If I didn't <laughs> buy the Sony, like, let's say I bought a Sony A7 IV, and I, I kept mispronouncing, I kept saying the wrong name, by the way, like on Instagram when I was posting pictures. I kept, I don't know why, I kept putting A7S4. Oh. which is a camera that doesn't exist. It's like, oh, is that what Kando's all about? Are and they so, announcing it? Yeah, new? and so I had people messaging me on Instagram, and they're like, are you shooting with an unreleased camera? And like all this stuff, and I was like, oh, no, no, that's just... <laughs> no, I'm just not a Sony shooter. I'm just <laughs> kind of dumb sometimes and wrote the wrong thing. I don't know why I thought that. But if I got a... Thank you. If I got an a7 IV uh -huh. and I got a, let's say, 24 to 70 G Master II, Mm -hmm. um, or two that they, that comes out. So let's say, what, what am I in there? Five grand? Yeah. I could put five grand worth of money into lenses on my Canon. Uh-huh. So that's an argument to be made. Uh-huh. Or in your bank. Or my bank. <laughs> Who cares about that? But yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what should I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I haven't made a decision, by the way. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, I mean, Armando lets you use his stuff, so you don't have to, you don't have to buy it. That's true. But, you know, here's the thing with you is like you for a long time were just so anti Sony. Yeah, I was very and anti now Sony. You're actually, Don't tell Sony, but I didn't like them. <laughs> now you're kind of like partial, like you're, you're, eh. They fixed everything that I had a problem with. Yeah. I and mean, so their Ibis is, I think their Ibis is better than Canon. Oh, easily better than Canon's. Their Ibis. autofocus is on par. Their color science is just a twinge below. Mm -hmm. Um, their lenses are on par, if not better. The it's low like, light is better. The low light is better. I've heard actually a weird flip on that. Someone said for photos, they think the R5 is better for mm -hmm. uh, low light performance. I don't know if that's true. It's just someone randomly I was talking to mm -hmm. on social media was like, yeah, I have both and I, the R5 is better for low light photos. Maybe that's Compared true. to the... A7 IV. Four. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that'd be true with the S. No, but. no. Compared to the A7 IV, which is the two cameras I'm... Gotcha. And the four is not the the R five from Canon is their one of their flagship cameras, right? Whereas the A seven four is actually kind of one of their mid tier like prosumer cameras, yeah. so it's not even considered that pro pro level. I think it retails for twenty five hundred dollars. Which and by the way, it includes a full sized HDMI, which the R five C doesn't even include. Yeah, that was the biggest myth. The R five C is a miss for me yeah man i don't know well, as a canon fan like i was like if it had c-log 2 if it had you know built-in nd if i'm really dreaming here yeah f full size hdmi like, yeah better battery life yeah I, the battery life thing for me is a non-issue actually i'm in the firm belief that like like you're powering what is essentially a cinema camera even though it's in a smaller body you know that's neither here nor there you're powering essentially a cinema camera with an lp6n battery mm -hmm. you try try to power a c500 on an lp6n sure. and see how long you get yeah, with yeah. that battery life so for me the battery life is a non-issue but i will say that the um sensor quality i was noticing some issues with like some pink lines going through the sensor and certain like lighting conditions are you referring to the shoot that you did with Armando? It, we weren't even on the shoot at that point. We were just in his studio. We set up a quick shot and we were just 
we're like, what are these pink lines going across our screen? And it was something to do with the sensor, and we like messed with the lighting, and then eventually they went away. So there's like some weird stuff going on there, and the micro mm. HDMI is just kind of a weird thing, and it's a little clunky to use. Yeah, it's definitely cool. It's for a particular. It's for a particular type of shooter. Uh, shooter's not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's well, for the sure. and the R5 has better autofocus because it's yeah. using the normal autofocus. And, yeah, uh, it's the R5. I think makes more sense actually for most people. Yeah, for most people. I think if you're like an indie filmmaker, like you would totally disagree with me right now. Like mm-hmm. indie filmmaker, documentary filmmaker, something. You know, you're doing like some yeah, commercial you, shoots. You'd, you'd be like, doc get the C70. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, you're right. So I, I don't know. C70s. It's not C70. The R5C is just kind of a. It's a weird camera. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think of it. Yeah, I think a lot of the features of the R5C should just be how the R5 is. <laughs> yeah, like, or that's the R, uh, the C70 should have just been full frame. Yeah, 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 that's it. Honestly, that would have been it. You're right, you're right, actually. That's a good point. If the C70 was full frame, then the R5C doesn't need to exist. But that's why they made the C70 not full frame, so that they could make the R5C to sell you both the, or all three. They want you to buy all their cameras. <laughs> of course. Canon's yeah. really good at getting your money. They are, they are. But back to the topic. Um, let me answer the question of why I'm a Canon shooter and why I still don't want to switch. Uh, I hate to say it like I, well, first off, I think I'm in a different category because I have the C70. Sure. Because nothing that Sony makes other than the FX6 which compares, is, which I don't like the FX6. And I don't, I don't, want I don't really know that the FX6 compares to the C70. I think FX6 is more like a mm-hmm. C300. And like, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed the the built-in NDs, like mm. the having the four audio tracks that I can, I've used all the four of them you yeah. know, quite a bit. The actual real time code in, now that I'm using the tentacle sync a lot, yeah. I really enjoy that. I love having C-Log2, which is Canon's best profile. Right. Um, DGO sensor. Uh, C70, cleaner. C70 is a great camera. Like, I really like it. As far as Canon goes, they really, they really hit a home run. Autofocus with could be better. Except for autofocus, which is a little slow, but that's kind of their cinema autofocus is Mm kind of what you expect. Yeah. Also, I'm using the adapter and EF lenses. I've heard that you can get better performance with like a true RF lens. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, of course, the full frame-ness that it doesn't Yeah, the lack of full frame. (laughs) Which some people would argue that that's not a big deal. Some would say that it is a big deal. I think that's personal preference. I think it's just annoying to me mentally because it's like, you know, if I wanted to use the 15 to 35, that'd be a wonderful all around YouTuber lens because it's pretty wide and it's got the IS and it's 2.8, right. but it's crop, you know, I'm getting the crop out of it. And so if I spent $2,500 on this lens, I'm only using half of that lens. Mm-hmm. So half of my money is not being utilized. That's how I see it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I, I get your logic there. That makes sense. Um, but the reason I don't want to switch to Sony is I actually. And maybe Connor's being a little light because he's made friends with the Sony reps, but <laughs> like, I don't like their bodies. I don't like the whole, th- it feels like a Prius compared to, I don't know if Canon is a Porsche. I would never say no, that. Canon's that's not, like a, that's like a, yeah, hundred percent. But what's better than like a Prius, like a 
what's better than a prius any car ever so like let's go let's go acura right or like sure. or lexus or lexus something. lexus let's go up to a lexus yeah you're saying canon's lexus I th- yeah, like my c70 is like a lexus yeah it's comfortable it's comfortable. It, it, rides, it, it rides smooth, man. It's smooth. Um, yeah. I don't think any Sony shooter would argue that RF lenses are great. Um, EF lenses, the usability of EF lenses is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the color. The, yeah. the, C, the C-Log2 with the DGO looks amazing. I love how it looks. And because everybody else is shooting on Sony, mm-hmm. our stuff, the Dave Mays channel, yeah. looks different. Sure does. Because we got a C500, a C70, and an R5. I got, you know, the solution to all this is that we need to all switch to Fujifilm. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves. The, uh, what's it, what's the, what's the one that the came X-H2 out? The X-H2S. The X-H2S. Which is, you know, 6.2K, open gate, F-Log 2, yep. 14 stops of dynamic range, yep. ProRes internal. I mean, what are we really doing here? <laughs> I mean, if we're talking like luxury line cars. Are nice. yeah. oh, Man, the skin tones on Fujifilm are something else. You know what's funny? I don't like their retro. Like their retro stuff seems like um, like H and M or Forever Twenty One is to fashion. Mm. You know what I mean? Like H and M. I don't know if you know the reference there, but like if you look at like Balenciaga or Louis Vuitton, like the true fashion companies. Yeah, the stuff that looks bad that people spend a lot of money on. Exactly. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like H and M and Forever Twenty One are ripping all that off yeah and so they they're cheaper it. versions of stuff that looks bad yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but it's like made in you know it's made really cheaply it always falls apart i mean old navy is a good example too it's yeah. like an old a pair of old navy jeans is going to cost you 20 bucks but and it'll look decent but it's not going to be like a levi's that will last you longer right. you know or whatever so that's what i'm saying is like i feel like fuji's design it looks sort of retro and cool but then like it doesn't feel as good as like a Leica, you know, or whatever. Like it just, there's like a miss there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's preference for sure. Cause I love it. <laughs> uh, and then also, also the X-H2S doesn't have that. It's much, okay. it's much sleek. more like a it's camera, very, camera. It's only black. It's sleek. It has one dial at the top, which is just like your Olympus right there. Oh, okay. And then uh, the other side has the little top screen, like the Canon R5. Yeah. So they've, they've definitely addressed that for that one, which is supposed to be their more professional. I can't speak to it because I haven't held it or used it at all. Yeah, I haven't shot with it. I've seen some footage and I've held it. Um, Joshua is his name from Moment. I yeah. saw him at cool. Condo and he was showing it to me you know, in secret. We didn't, Sony reps were around. <laughs> yeah, he, was like, he was like, look at this. <laughs> he like brought out this Fujifilm and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, it was really cool, but I mean, not full frame, so... Not even worth looking yeah, at. The, the difference is Fuji is only APS-C you know, for that line. So therefore, all the lenses are all the lenses they make are great, and they're all designed to be optimized for that. So, yeah. which is why I like the Olympus because like all the Micro Four Thirds lenses are made to be small li- Micro Four Thirds lenses. Yeah, I had a video on my channel when I posted videos called Fuji Film is the Taco Bell of cameras. <laughs> um, I don't really remember what the point of that was, but in that video, I talk about the fact that like everyone should own a Fuji Film or a Leica, but like it's that it's that same it's that same vein, right? It's like own your Canon, own your Sony, own your Nikon, make but your money. then yeah, make your money. Those those are your work cameras, but then own a Fujifilm, yeah, yeah. right? Because that's like the fun 
personable uh-huh. to like i just want to chill out and have a good time camera and so taco bell is that to you no i have no idea why i did that <laughs> you'd have to watch that vi- i'd have to watch the video to remember <laughs> why I, I called it that honor's a youtuber um, check out his channel yeah Connor it's McKenzie. great i bought like taco bell for the thumbnail i set my uh xt4 in like just tons of the like sauce packets uh-huh. for no reason it's a great <laughs> it's, it's a it's a great one i did it with zach it was a, it was a good time i think it made sense I'm pretty sure the video made sense <laughs> i'll check it out yeah um but again back to the sony thing yes oh yeah sony uh i i think armando can relate to this too and maybe you as well like i don't i like having something different i, I like mm. being different mm-hmm. no <laughs> no i feel like that. To, if i'm being honest with myself like the fact that everybody is shooting on sony is one of the reasons why I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to be a part of that as much as I love everybody who's in it. Like yeah. a lot of this a lot of the creators we listed are literally our friends. Yeah. Um very close friends at that. So no shade towards them whatsoever. Um but that doesn't make any like business sense whatsoever. Uh but I mean, the reason I have the C70 at all is because I was working with Amy and Jordan. Sure. And they only shoot Canon. Amy and Jordan, the wedding. Yeah, Amy and Jordan, the, uh, my photographer Photographer friends. friends. Yeah, just to Not clarify. friends, like, my cousins. <laughs> like, yeah. Family. Hey, they're literally family. family. But they hired me last year and I worked for them all year. Yeah. And they're the ones who actually purchased the C70 that I use. Yeah. And then we worked a deal out when I uh, went freelance sure. to pay it off. And so I got a great you know, obviously a great deal with that. So, you know, but I could sell it and just buy a Sony. Yeah, you um, could. But honestly, like you said, there's nothing that really quite matches the C70 on the Sony side. So if you're looking for a perfect replacement, there's just not, mm-hmm. there's not one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was talking to Zach Mayfield today um, just about the C70 a little bit. And he's like, ah, man, he's like, I love my A7S, but I really wish I had built-in NDs. That's yeah. like one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah like i used my dad's a7s3 for um some b-roll for a movie that he he just wrapped on he just like finished it last week Mm -hmm. um it's a little christian documentary that he's been working on it like a low budget kind of indie thing yeah and he needed some b-roll and so i shot it all on the rs3 with the uh the ronin the art the new one uh Mm -hmm. with the a7s3 uh with his little lens and one thing that I think a lot of people don't notice, but because I'm so used to the C70 LCD screen is the A7S screen, like literally the screen and also the FX3 screen, which is, by the way, the only screen built into the camera. Right. On the is really bad. It's low resolution and it's, it's not, small. It's not that great. Now, counterpoint, the EVF on the A7S3 it's, is fantastic. Yeah, it's one of the best on the market. It's fantastic. And the A1 evf is the best ever maybe <laughs> yeah uh it's, well, I mean, it's Canon amazing has the r3 uh, well that's which true is really good i haven't used that one in all fairness but. and to be honest i've toyed with the idea of going selling the c70 and buying that oh that'd be kind of because it'd be a fun hybrid and i've heard it's better in low light yeah than the r5 and no nd yeah. though yeah no nd no, no nd it's a hybrid it's hard to switch so my current philosophy, my current situation, if I don't move at all and I just use what I actually have right now is I'm using the Olympus to take pictures of my kids. Right. And seem, I'm using to the, be a Leica. Let's face and it. And I'm using the C70 to film videos. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, yeah, that's part of, if I sell all my Olympus gear, I'd actually have enough cash to buy uh, a Leica, a used Do it. Leica. Do it. So that's my current thing. But also, I was taking pictures of the kids uh, yesterday, and my boys run a lot. Mm. And the face tracking on that is fast enough to where as they're running around, it's getting their face. Just use your iPhone like every other parent. Let's, I mean, like, come no on. What are you I can't doing? do it. I love taking <laughs> real pictures. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. Can you imagine parents back in the day taking pictures of us running around screaming our heads off with a film camera? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, and they got the picture. It's amazing. They were better photographers than us. That's true. Yeah. Well, I, there's actually this thing called zone focusing. Yeah, that was all A7S or A7 IV on that yeah. one. For all the people who can't see because he's showing me, not you. It's a picture of his kid and it looks great. <laughs> on look, the A7 IV. Good looking kid, Ryan. Um, he's a good boy. And then, yeah, the other day too, we took, uh, we found a frog and, uh, you found a frog. They were playing with a frog. Nice. So that's all Olympus. And I do love the colors. They look great. Skin tone's great. Yeah. The Olympus is sharp. It's a solid camera. The OM one, uh, is what I have currently. Um, talk about being different. Who else owns an Olympus? Nobody. Yeah. Literally. nobody. I think here's the, here's what I'm actually thinking. I can buy like the cheapest Leica for for the whole experience uh for like 1500 like the m8 is 1500 which mm. is a little older okay but so what i could do is sell my other olympus and like i end up only using like one lens the 17 mil is the yeah. one i use so sell all the other stuff keep that with the one lens right as my autofocus stills camera yeah. and then <laughs> and then have your leica stills camera for the, the show off yeah. that, that's the show off camera yeah. i mean what else is it for I, every time I hold... I, range finder. I love the range finder. It's fun. I feel like every time I, I hold a Leica, it's like, oh my God, it's a Leica. And then I pick it up and I go, that's kind of crappy. Um, like in the terms <laughs> of like what's inside, like it, obviously it takes amazing photos. What's inside is a Panasonic set. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, it's not as... The lenses are, are yeah, really it's good. Yeah. It's the optics that are good. I, I feel like... It's small. When it the was lenses a film, are tiny. When it was a film camera, it was like the body was pristine and the lenses were amazing. And then the film was whatever you decided mm-hmm. to use. But now the internals are kind of kind of whatever so forget the tech you know like first off there there is the the tech itself like let's address yeah leica has um like very good i think i think objectively good color science yes that's true Um, especially in the black and whites but the yeah (laughs) the color science with the black and whites are amazing i mean they're the only company on the market making uh, black and white only sensors that's because that's ridiculous and they charge like six charge more for grand no plus no eight grand really eight grand eight grand for black and white it looks good don't get me wrong but yeah yeah you're insane it's i've been on a I, I need to save this for another show to be honest because i've been on a bit of a like a kick and so i have a lot of things to say okay but yeah, I, think I would ge- love to hear the, like the whole spiel i think generally it is actually like it comes back to what you're saying about the fuji with the with the taco bell analogy it is like truly about the experience yeah and the rangefinder is super unique taco bell the experience <laughs> it's the nice thing it's yeah. the yeah you have the work tool and then you have the nice thing and it's that and it's uh Zone focusing is like a skill that you develop, which is like I look at an object and I start thinking in distance. Mm. And it's a skill that uh, Leica shooters develop over time. That's a good point. Where you don't need autofocus because I know that's exactly, you know, a foot and a half. Right. And so I literally just look at my, you know, my measurement on the lens and then I'm good. And then I, I use the rangefinder to verify that. 
but I start where I know it is and then I kind of fix it and then take my picture and really good photographers. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a cool skill to develop. Yeah. Um, as that's, a photographer, that's really fair because honestly, when I use my film camera, it takes me so long to focus that thing because <laughs> I'm sitting there with a the little sp split prism. And I'm like, is that in focus? Is that in focus? Is that, Oh wait, maybe not. Uh, and, you know, it, and at oh, that moment, the, the, the moment is gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I can't just, yeah, exactly. There's like something happening fast. You just forget it. It's <laughs> that's why, never going to happen. That's why I don't think I could go full like a, as a, a dad with toddlers. Yeah. That's, yeah. Good luck with that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, also, Leica rangefinders can't focused, focus at all any closer than 0.7 meters, which I think is like it, it's, it, what's almost that two in, feet. Uh, in, in American? <laughs> I don't know. Point, point 0.7 meters. Um, th what is that? That's <laughs> I'm not That's, smart enough to know this. Uh, 22 inches, so it's like roughly two feet. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, seven. It thinks I said seven meters. Yeah, but it, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's two, two point two two, 2 point two nine feet, um, which is that's pretty. I mean, it's really far away from your lens. I would say it's two, a like two rulers and a from, bit from here to that drink is as close as I can get. Right. Which, if I'm shooting on a thirty-five of my kid, like it's still going to be pretty wide. Whereas I normally would want to be at like a little closer, but anyways. So anyways, back to the original main topic. Yeah. Are you sure this isn't the distractibles podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Quite distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, for me, I don't enjoy the process of using a Sony as much as a Canon. Sure. Um, let alone obviously my Olympus or in your case, a Fuji, mm -hmm. you know, ironically, I I, per, I do like the Olympus. I actually have fun with it yeah. for some reason. I like the layout. I like the color on it. Um, That's worth a lot. So, yeah. And then same with Leica. Mm -hmm. um, so, but as a work tool, none of that stuff really matters. It's like, just shut up and use the right tool. You right. Know? Well, and, and, and I would argue that in your case, the C70 is the right tool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for you. I mean, information, like, should I switch to Sony? I, I'm I'm in the firm camp that, no, I'm not going to switch to Sony. But I will also buy a Sony. <laughs> um, I feel like that's the right play for me. It's like when I go to California and work with my California YouTuber peoples, you know, they're all on Sony. It makes sense for me to have a Sony. Yeah, and get the, get. you don't have to buy the $4,000 one. No, You no. can just buy the four, the A7 IV. Yeah, I'm going to buy which the they don't. Some of them don't have. It yeah. gives you something a little different. Yeah, and then I can maybe instead of buying the um, twenty-four to seventy G Master Mark II, I get like some you know the Sigma variants of that, mm -hmm. which I save a ton of money doing that. Yeah, and it'd be great. So it's like Sony. Sony's a solid system. There's nothing wrong with it, and I'm now comfortable saying that I would not mind owning one. Yeah, to be honest. Oh wow, that's a big one. Yeah, that's for me, that, that's kind of <laughs> crazy because I I was a big basher of Sony. By the way. I gave a uh, an idea to a Sony rep. So if this happens, I uh, I just want to like fully say this out to the public. Yeah, they Sony cameras. I saw I saw one of their engineer guys, and I was like, hey, here's an idea. The your Sony cameras have Bluetooth, right? Uh -huh. They're like, yeah. I was like, and your headphones have Bluetooth, right? <laughs> and he was like, mm, yeah. And I was like, put them together. <laughs> I was like, why can't why can't I have um, wireless monitoring 
because uh, if I'm monitoring, it doesn't matter if it has a slight lag, I don't think. And, and I don't I, think it would. It wouldn't have that much anyways. Yeah, and it may not even have that much lag. And I want no wires to monitor. Uh, so if that happens, that was my idea. Um, and Sony, I expect royalties. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what was cool is his reaction. It was like one of the, it was like literally the head engineer. Yeah, it was one of the guys for the cinema line for that new Sony cinema, which we didn't even talk about the new robot F- Sony F9 or something. No, no, no. The, the, yeah. the FX3 mixed with the robot. Yeah, it's called like an F9 robot. Uh, no, not F9. The F9 is already out. It's like an F something. But anyways, the, the new cinema robot, we were talking to him about that. He was giving us little hints, but he wouldn't tell us what it was. Yeah. It's not something that we would use. It just type new Sony camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not finding it. fr7 yeah the fr7 yeah so it's like a it's not something for the average joe especially not for the youtuber joe but um it's still pretty cool but anyways i I told him that idea so if that happens but yes i'm not switching to sony but i i'm considering buying a sony okay 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 i Um, think i'm relentlessly avoiding it but i know it may be inevitable (laughs) yeah (laughs) because yeah if i just sold all my canon stuff i could buy like a fx3 with a couple of really nice lenses and just kind of mm-hmm. switch but i work with soundstripe every week yep and he literally just rented my c70 yeah he, no, gave, me, I, he gave me 200 bucks to rent it this weekend i think that the c70 is the the right play for you so i i wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much about it as far as your secondary camera between leica olympus well, i'm not Fujifilm. buying that sony for my fun camera no yeah it's like that's that's between other brands so but anyways that's our opinions but if you guys have opinions let's transition into the next segment you can let us know at hashtag ask ghp uh we're opening it up to you guys this is something that we're going to directly reference in the future episodes so if you guys have any input if you think we're wrong if you have direct questions about anything that we talked about or just direct questions in general Mm -hmm. feel free to hit us up hashtag gh ask ghp that's right hashtag ask ghp which stands for golden hour podcast it's not rocket science people (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah we're also um thinking about getting a website up and going as well so that could be a place for you to submit questions of course the obvious choice is twitter um that's gonna make the most sense for yeah for hitting uh dave up specifically because i don't use twitter (laughs) but feel free to you know especially as we're starting this out um I don't want to limit it only to Twitter uh, necessarily. Yeah. So feel free to send us a DM on Instagram mm-hmm. um, because I know a lot of our audience is probably there. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of it being a dialogue, not so live streamy because it's mm-hmm. not instantaneous, but um, yeah, I, I like the conversation. It's good. Yeah, so ask us any questions. Ask us about YouTube. Yeah. Ask us about cameras. Tell me why I should sell my R5 and just buy a Sony because that's the better choice. Yep. <laughs> just tell me whatever you want, you know? Exactly. Um, so hashtag AskGHP on Twitter. And uh, yeah, hit us up. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So let's finish up with uh, Unreal. Unreal? So Unreal, you've been... We're talking about that. You've been messing around with Unreal today? Yeah. For the last two days, I've been... Uh, I You know, I built a PC... I was a Mac guy. The PC is great. 
I really appreciate my Mac now, though, that I have a PC, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> How so? That's, I don't know if we have time to talk about this. Just give me the, the cliff notes on that. Uh, okay, the, the, the cliff notes are um, PC have lot problem, have restart lot time. Um, <laughs> Mac work real good all time, never problem. Wow. Yeah, I haven't used a PC in 15 years. Yeah, so. but I will say I've never, dude, I've never owned a PC that I can think You're of. You're one of the rare people that like your parents used a Mac. Yeah, we were Macintosh like, people. A lot of kind of normies have PCs, like yeah. Dells or whatever. Right? Yeah, I think we may have had a Dell, but it was like the printer uh-huh. computer like that was the one we just printed stuff on like, we don't use that one we don't <laughs> yeah. we never we don't touch that one yeah i think printers. it was like school programs needed a dell so we sure. bought a dell for that but other than that we well, like my dad is a, a build a pc guy so when i was a kid we built pcs off of tigerdirect.com wow. we bought tiger, so, tiger Direct. do you remember that no i have no <laughs> idea really what old. that is it's like one of the classic like places to buy pc parts sure. so um, I bought everything on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's a retro. It didn't uh, exist uh, when website. I was when I was like twelve years old. But yeah, so we built my own PC. My dad has always built his own PCs, and that was his argument: was like you can buy all of the pieces for like a fraction of the price of a Mac. Granted, we're talking about circa two thousand and two. Sure. So wow. at the time, you know, Mac Pros were ten thousand dollars. And it was like, you could just buy a PC for a thousand dollars that does the yeah. same thing, uh, ish. Yeah. Obviously I was not like that. So that's what I grew up with. My dad always built PCs. He was a music producer. Mm-hmm. He used PCs for all of his work. Um, but then when I started working with Jeffrey doing the weddings, he was all Mac and I was like, Oh wait, all the video guys are on Mac. I can't work with anybody because I'm on a PC. Mm-hmm. So I switched over to Mac. Really? I didn't know it was that late. That you switched to Mac. <clears throat> yeah. I've only I've only ever known you on a Mac computer, so that's kind of funny. Well, I went full into it. I fell in love with it. Yeah. Not to mention that was also during the time of the iPhone. So, sure. you know, iPhone plus Mac made a lot of sense. Um, I got into the Mac when Steve Jobs was still alive, so it yeah. was really fun to, like, watch the keynotes We're and stuff. fully in the Apple cult. <laughs> tomorrow's apple fo- iphone day <laughs> oh there's so many things happening I'm, I'm excited for the 14 i think me too i have the 12 i like the 12 i didn't the 13 wasn't worth upgrading to in my opinion mm-hmm. but the 14 we'll see we'll see i may i mean we'll see next week when we do this podcast yeah, our thoughts that'll but, probably be the conversation <laughs> but um i'm very pleased with my 12 honestly it's, yeah it, the images still look good listen if the, the 14 doesn't have pacific blue Okay, I don't want it. The Pacific blue is the only I color like the that blue. iPhone did that was any good. They did um, the blue wrong this year with the yeah, 13. It's too pastel blue. Yeah. But um, I think, actually, I think the rumors are that it's purple, not not blue this year. Well, okay, Apple, you failed. Black is, you can't really go wrong with black. So. I guess. It's just boring now. Yeah. But uh, anyways, continue. Oh, yeah. Well, PC versus Mac. My PC has RGB lights, though, so that's cool. (laughs) It glows blue. Uh, And then also inside my PC, for anyone that cares, I got the uh, NZXT Kraken uh, water cooler, which has a little LCD screen inside. And I can put a little GIF in there, which is hilarious. So I had an Apple logo going. So, uh, for <laughs> just anyone, to remind you, yeah, just to remind where you. your loyalty lies. But, uh, I, I'm messing around with unreal engine because I'm a gamer 
uh, I enjoy gaming. And then also, like, filmmaking is really dipping into Unreal, especially the last couple of years with, like, Mandalorian or Obi-Wan Kenobi to a lesser extent. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. So I'm like, it's free. I should learn it. And I'm messing around with it today for, like, three or four hours and i, I got more than that you've been doing it all day yeah <laughs> i've been hearing you <laughs> yeah. and then uh but I, I gave up because i dropped a fern a little plant into my landscape that i'm trying to build uh, learning how to build and the shadows were all blotchy and ugly and weird uh-huh. and and i couldn't figure out why and i spent like an hour just trying to figure out why the shadows of my fern were wrong <laughs> and uh it turns out i just didn't check a little box uh-huh. and it was like it needed the light the directional light from the sun needed to be movable uh-huh. and i had it on i think i clicked like the one i don't know there's like three options anyways i, I don't really know what i'm doing to well honest. what what is unreal engine for those of the people who may not know unreal engine is something made by epic that is uh um, essentially, it allows you to build 3D environments, whether that's for gaming or for, um, it could be even used for like real estate. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people are using it for real estate or in more recently, I would say uh, cinema production. Um, and they're, it's hyper-realistic, essentially. Um, I mean, you can build unrealistic stuff as well. It depends on what you're doing, but it's generally... <laughs> Hence the name Unreal. Yeah, it's generally <laughs> built for uh, hyper-realistic uh, stuff, and it, it's pretty incredible what you can do with it. The lighting in it now is, with Unreal Engine 5, it's um, dynamic lighting, which means that like as you're moving stuff, uh, the light is updated in real time before you'd have to bake it in. So it's like you'd move all your lights in then you hit like essentially the render button mm-hmm. and then it would take a long time and it would render out your scene and then the light would look good but if you moved anything your shadows and lights would stay in place so then you'd have to like let's say you, you're like ah oh, that lamp is in the wrong spot by three inches let me move it over now all your stuff's messed up now you gotta hit ren- render bake the light again mm-hmm. and then it would take however long to do it again but now wow. it's all updated in real time so you can just move stuff Jeez, around it's amazing. pretty incredible and yeah so it's a 3d modeling software or do you um, model or do you no, bring it's, objects it's in? not really i would i i don't know enough to talk about this i don't as far as i know it's not a 3d modeling that's more like blender uh blender is where you would model the 3d objects so let's say you want to let's say you build like a building or a person or a red object or something you would build it in blender or other softwares like that and then you bring that into unreal engine where you're building the world i would say gotcha and it's also a game engine right so like yeah people make video games using unreal yeah like first person third person top down vr a lot of people are doing it for vr stuff Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool um i don't know anything about it i've literally just i dropped a fern into a world ladies and gentlemen it's pretty cool but it's like it's like uh, in a way it is sort of a video game of it's like Minecraft next level in a way <laughs> like very much next level. It's not a game like Minecraft is, but you are creating like yeah, it's world building virtual worlds. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really cool. It's really cool, and I, it, because it's like I built this PC to game to edit, but I was like, it's free, and it's something that I just feel like if it's there, why not learn it? Mm-hmm. So. And what a world we're living in right now to where like Unreal Engine is free. Yeah. Blender is free for yeah. 3D animation. That'll modeling. be next. Um, and then DaVinci Resolve is free for video yeah, editing. I know. So, so there's a, no barriers other than purchasing the computer. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that is definitely still the barrier. But, but you know what's been really interesting to me is our friend Malachi has been helping us with yeah. um, with uh, the Soundstripe videos that I've been producing with Soundstripe. Yeah, he's been doing uh, a lot of editing for for me, and he has a 2015 <laughs> MacBook Pro. And I'm not even sure if it was maxed out. It's no, like, probably not. Um, and it's the old one that was before it was pre USB C MacBook. Like yeah. pre butterfly keyboard, it MacBook. had the port still. Remember when we were yeah. all like upset? We're like, "Where's the ports?" And we finally got them back. Yeah. His still has ports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He like we have uh, finally yeah. gotten back the SD card, the HDMI port, yeah. the MagSafe. He never lost it. He man. never lost it. <laughs> he, he did it right, I guess. Um, and he's always been like, "Yeah, I need to upgrade it. I need to upgrade it." But he was using a uh, Premiere. Yeah, and he finally switched over to Resolve because he. I think it wasn't even about speed. It was just like, I'm just sick of paying for it. I was sick of paying for it. And then also just, it doesn't work very well. He switched over to Resolve. He's been doing all these edits. We're shooting everything C500, C70, 4K, 10-bit. And I was like, oh man, his computer's just going to explode. And surprisingly, obviously it's not very, it's not super fast. It's not as zippy as mine. But it works. But it totally works. It's unbelievable. I've been able to like, he would he shows me an edit and i can skip around and like make little tweaks and changes and i can actually view it and i'm like how is this playing this on this computer it's amazing yeah that program is really optimized and he was using the free version yeah tech tech today is just it's just really awesome it's really exciting time for tech yeah and it's exciting time for the golden hour podcast yeah maybe we should end this we've been talking a minute and i'm hungry (laughs) let's get some taco bell